Well, hello there. Fancy meeting you here. My name is Tommy Jones, and this is my podcast. So let's take a few minutes, talk about life, and we will see where we end up. Welcome to Off the Cuff. I'm glad you're here. Hello again, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Tommy. As always, I'm your host. So glad you're spending this time with me today. Let me, let me start today's conversation with a question. Have you ever heard your voice on a recorder or like maybe, you know, you recorded it on your phone or something like that or your voicemail maybe. And when you went back and listened to it, you were like, man, there's no way I sound like that. That's sort of what I want to talk about today. Today's topic is self-awareness. And I was thinking about this as we were preparing for the Acts series that we're doing right now at Grace Church here in East End. Some of the things I've talked about or I will talk about as far as being a church member, it feels like so often those things don't land on the ears they should land on. And listen, we're all guilty of this. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. But the people who need to hear it are the people who so often don't hear it. Uh, I think most people probably think they're a great member of their church because of, you know, whatever. But then when you begin to read the book of Acts, it's like I think most of us should probably be examining that and questioning, you know, am I really doing my part? But so often we don't hear what we need to hear because our levels of self-awareness are so low. We all know someone who we think has no self-awareness whatsoever. Or maybe you're in a situation where uh, someone dominates all the conversation. I think probably I, I should be careful about this because I think pastors are probably some of the worst about this. We're used to having an audience, and so our assumption is probably that everywhere we go, there's an audience who wants to hear us talk, and so we have to be careful that we don't walk around dominating all the conversations. But we all know someone who's either not self-aware with their space or self-aware with some part of their life. And so self-awareness is an important issue, and I think it's one that matters. We need to know ourself. Uh, and, and there's lots of different kinds of self-awareness. I was kind of Googling this before I got started on this, just reading about the various, you know, there's self-awareness like, do you know what other people think about you? Are you self-aware enough to know in a circle? Uh, are, you, are you aware of how the other people are perceiving you? I think there's a self-awareness that comes with an ability to read a room. Can you read the room? Do you know when it's time to talk and when it's time to not? Uh, do you know when it's time to you know, interject a joke or when a joke is inappropriate? I know that's an area I probably struggle with my whole life because I'm 99.9% sure that I have often been that guy that has interjected a joke at a very inappropriate time because uh, of a lack of self-awareness or just didn't care or whatever. There, there's an awareness of your thoughts and feelings. Are you aware of the thoughts you're having? When you have a, a thought or a feeling, do you take the time to, to really actually think about it? And what does this mean? And is this right? Is this wrong? You know, what do I do with this? There's a self-awareness. Are you, are you aware of who you really are? Do you know yourself? There's a self-awareness of, you know, do you know where you're headed? As you see so many people and they're headed towards an absolute fall, like they're headed towards a cliff and, and everyone around them knows it. Everyone around them is like, ah, no, you know, don't marry that person or don't get in that car or don't do that thing or don't quit that job. And it's like the one person who needs to have the awareness doesn't have it, yet everyone around them does. 
And so what are we doing? I think one of the issues that comes with self-awareness is most people think uh, that the solution, and I think maybe this is what the world has sold to us lately, the solution to self-awareness is comes from self, it's from self-exploration and from self-spirituality and from self-blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. Self-help is the solution to becoming more self-aware. And I think what I am finding in life is the solution to self-awareness is not found in self. There's some some amount of that, like you got to be able to examine your own thoughts and and know your own thoughts and s- some of those things. But I think most of the solutions to becoming more self-aware are not found in self. The solution to knowing myself better internally, I think, is from external. I'm going to give you a few examples of of some some solutions that I am finding, that I am using to try and become more self-aware. Uh, the first one should be super obvious based on my particular profession. The first one is, is the Bible. I think one of the beauties of reading the Bible, not just for information or reading the Bibles with a certain level of humility, studying it, like right now we're going to be studying Acts. And as we study Acts, I hope one of the things we see are the glaring areas where the Word of God does not line up with our life. And I think what we like to do, the easy thing to do is just dismiss it as, oh, it's for a time or a place or it really doesn't apply to me. But what if we actually used the Bible as a mirror to see the truth about ourselves. James, who is the, the half-brother of Jesus because they had different daddies. I, I don't know why. I always think that's funny. Jesus' dad was obviously God. James' dad was not. But So, uh, so James one twenty two it says this. Do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Are you using the word of God as a mirror to see the truth about yourself? On Sundays, when we're going through a message and we're talking, are you elbowing the person next to you? or Are you hearing God speak to you? I think this is one of the areas where where we could, we could really deepen our relationship with God. And maybe before we open up the Bible and before we read, one of the things we should ask the Holy Spirit is, help me see in myself what I cannot see. There are certain inherent areas of blindness we all have. It's like when you're driving a car, you got blind spots, right? Unfortunately now, the, man, Christy's car drives me nuts. Uh, she's got a Subaru and you can't change lanes without it beeping. There's all these lights flashing. Like it is crazy. But... All these little guardrails on this car are protecting me from my blind spots. We all have blind spots. You have them. I have them. And one of the things that the scripture has the power to do is illuminate the blind spots of your life. You know how many times I've been reading through something in the Bible and I saw something and I was like, man, I do not like that. And most of the times I don't like it because it's illuminating some blind spot in me that has now become glaringly obvious. And we all have blind spots. We all have things about us we don't know, things about us we can't see. And so one of the things we have to use as a mirror to know ourselves, uh, to become more self-aware, is the Word of God. The more we get to know God, the more we get to know ourselves. And I'm not saying that's, that's not the goal of knowing God, is to know thyself. But it's one of the benefits. The more I know who He is, the more I understand who I am. 
And it's funny, even as you grow closer to Christ, you become more self-aware. You become more aware of areas in you that need to be changed, of areas in you where you're hiding and harboring sin, areas of you that need to be dealt with, areas of you where you need to confess, areas of you where you need to heal, you know, whatever. But the closer you get to Christ, the more you know Him, the more you know yourself. Another great mirror that I think we can use in our life is other people. I've said this so many times. You have to have people in your life who will tell you the truth about yourself. And that's hard. Like if you, Being surrounded by people who just say yes to everything is bad. Um, I mean, we've had presidents who clearly were just surrounded by people who agreed with everything they said. And that is a dangerous situation. Like you end up making horrific decisions. You end up not being able to see the truth about yourself. You end up just, you know, telling these fantastic stories that have no bearing on reality. And we're the same way. We're the same way if we're not careful. If you don't see the truth in your in yourself, if you don't have people around you who will identify the spots of your life where you need to grow, that's dangerous. Man, I'll tell you a couple of self-awareness moments that I had that came to me from from friends. I was having dinner one night with um, some of my friends from high school. And we were just all going around talking. And it was a real great conversation. And, and somehow we just got on the subject of sort of identifying faults in each other that, that we didn't know about. And this is a dicey thing to do. It's not something I recommend doing if you're not really close with somebody. But one of my friends, a guy named Greg, he said across the table, he said, Tommy, you're not nice. And I was like, what? Like, I'm not nice? He was like, no, no, you're, you're, you're good, but you're not nice. And what he meant was, I can often um, dismiss people. I can often, and, and, and Chris and Katie have shared this with me too, that, that uh, I'm, I'm guilty of walking away from people while they're talking to me. And it's not something I was aware of. It's not something I knew. It's not something I was purposely doing. But the truth of that part of me was revealed in conversations with people who loved me enough to, to point out that flaw in me. And so it's something I'm now aware of. And it's something I'm working on. And now when I do it, I at least know I'm doing it. And so I can find myself or I can catch myself being not nice. I can catch myself walking away from people. And you might be thinking, well, how in the world did you not know that, Tommy? How could you have been so blind to it? And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I've seen you do that a thousand times. Well, let me just tell you this. You've got the same areas in your life. I'm just lucky enough to have someone who told me about it. Do you have someone who's telling you about it? Do you have someone who's telling you about the glaring area that, let me, and everyone else sees it. That's what we find out. And I'm not saying this to make us insecure. I don't want you walking around all day going, ah, you know, oh no, what are people thinking about me? But we do need to, to examine ourselves, you know? It's like the last thing I do before I go out to preach every Sunday is I check my zipper, I do a visual inspection of my zipper, and I go in the mirror and I check my nose. Because for some reason, I have this phobia that I will have, you know, kind of, you know, a boogie on my nose and go out there and preach for 20 minutes with, with something on my face. And so I look in a mirror so that I can see the truth in myself so that I can take the necessary steps to be the best me I can possibly be. It's a weird example, but you know what I'm saying. You get it. Like, this is not about us worrying all the time about who we are. 
This is also not about letting the world determine your identity. God determines that. You don't uh, take your identity from everything everyone says, but you invite certain people in who love Jesus to help you see the truth in yourself. And so that's necessary. We need that. This is about us seeing the truth in ourselves and doing the things necessary. One of the other things I do is I go back every week and I watch the videos of me preaching. I'm not watching the videos of me preaching because I'm in love with me preaching. I'm watching the videos of me preaching so that I can get better. Like what a great tool to see me and to be able to go, okay, didn't like that, like that. Oh, that was so stupid, Tommy. Even my body movements. Am I moving in a way that's engaging? Am I moving in a way that's distracting? There's sometimes I'll watch a sermon of mine, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I look hyperspastic. I have got to slow down. I did it Sunday, Sunday in the 1130. I, I said it out loud. I think I was like, okay, breathe, Tommy. Because I was excited. It was the third one. I had a lot of energy. And I knew that I was so spastic in my movements that I was going to distract people. And so are you doing the things necessary to see the truth in yourself? Do you have the external devices in place to realize the internal things that may need to be transformed. And again, this is not about worry. This is not about worrying all the time about what everyone thinks about you. That's a miserable way to live. And I'm not saying you should do that. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that at all. But we should want to be aware of ourselves. We should want to know if we have a boogie on our face or not. Like these are things we should want to know, right? And so what are we doing? Especially for leaders. Like if you're a leader of a group, um, are you talking too much? Are you dominating the conversation all the time? Or, or do you have things in place to tell you that, you know, that that you're doing? Are, are you asking the people, hey, guys, am I, am I talking? I need somebody to tell me the truth. If I'm going too long, tell me. If I'm dominating this, tell me. You know, if I'm, if I'm bringing the group down, I'll tell me. But can you imagine if, if you had a group of six, seven, eight, nine, ten people, whatever, and everyone sort of came to the group, not just concerned about um, them, you know, not, not just concerned about what they were getting out of it, but actually thinking about what am I bringing into it? What value am I adding? How are the other people in the group perceiving me? Not in a way that led to, you know, some sort of paralysis, but in a way that led to freedom and growth for everyone in the group. And I'm just, I'm off the cuff on this, guys. I'm exploring this idea. I just think it's an area where most of us could use a little growth. I know it's an area where I could use growth. I know that today there are still blind spots in me, things I don't see. Now, I'm fortunate, probably, to have a great counselor. I'm fortunate to have six or seven friends who don't really have any problem telling me the truth about myself. And I've had these same guy friends since ninth grade, and that helps a lot. Uh, I have a, uh, brothers who aren't afraid to tell you the truth about yourself. So I do have some guardrails in my life. And then when someone tells you, are you willing to receive it? Are you willing to hear it? Like, are you willing to hear, hey, man, uh, you're not nice, <laughs> you know? I remember one time uh, I, I had gone through a series of messages and and I was just probably having way too many points and I was just maybe being way too dogmatic. And, and Danny, uh, who works here with me, she came to me and said, hey, Tommy, you're pouring, a, you're trying to pour a bucket into, into Dixie cups right now. And I was like, what do you mean? And, and she was basically like, it's just too much. It's just too much. It was great. I, I don't know that I liked it at the point when she said it to me, but it was great feedback. 
And I ended up reading from that a book on preaching for change. And, and now I try to make really one point and really then uh, kind of everything else supports that. But I was trying to pour too much into too small amount of time. And a lot of pastors are guilty of that. But that it was something I needed to know, something I needed to work on. What about you? Do you have the guardrails in place? Do you have the mirrors in your life? Do you have relationships with people who will be honest with you? How do you handle it? How do you handle it? And so, man, I remember, uh, gosh, when I first started uh, preaching, uh, Jeff would critique me in a group with other people. Uh, and this is how I was learning to preach. I would bring my message and I would share it with a group of three or four people, whoever he selected, and then they would give me feedback. And one day, one of the people he selected gave me feedback that I did not like, and I popped off. And afterwards, Jeff pulled me aside and said, there was nothing humble in your response to that feedback. And that has stuck with me. And I know there's still times I can come off as as you know, prideful, or I can come off as impatient. I, I see, like I know that, and I'm working on that. But I'm so thankful that I had a brother who pulled me aside who said, you know, hey man, there was nothing humble in that. My old boss, Simon, had a saying, and it was, you know, everyone in the world can believe you're, I'm going to edit this uh, for the sake of my podcast, everyone in the world can believe your, your poop. But don't you ever start believing your own your own. Don't you ever start believing it. Don't ever, like, you must learn to see the truth internally. And that only comes, I don't care what the world is telling you. The self-help book isn't going to do it. Oprah isn't going to do it. That comes from external sources. It comes from the Spirit of God who operates internally to bring about change. It comes from that, you know, that still small voice, but it comes from Scripture. It comes from reading Scripture as a mirror and saying, God, what do I need to, what do I need to hear in this? Well, how do I need to be transformed through this? God, what am I not seeing in myself? Show me. There's a beautiful verse that says, know my heart and show me, is there any wrong thing in me? And it comes from having friends, from having people who will act as mirrors in your life, whether it's a coworker or, or a companion or, you know, um, I think spouses are good at this, but I think you need sources outside your spouse because they got to live with you. And so, you know, I, there's certain things that I would probably receive much better from my best friends than I would from my wife. And that's okay. That's okay. But you need those sources in your life. But think about it today. Identify your thoughts. Be aware of how our words are impacting other people. Are you aware of who you are? Are you aware of how you're being perceived? And again, this is not to cause uh, paralysis in our thoughts or, you know, uh, hypersensitivity. It's simply... Uh, responsible stewardship of the lives God has given us to know how we're affecting other people, to know how we're being perceived, to know when we're dominating conversations, to know when we're walking away from people, to know when we're not being nice. These are helpful things. See, I'm going to stop now because I'm aware that I may go too long with this topic. So I'm going to go ahead and shut it off. And that's it. And I love you guys. And I appreciate you. And, um, I hope you're enjoying this. I am. So I'll talk to you again soon. Jones out. This is Off the Cuff.